This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. At a time when more and more borrowers are looking to access their home's equity, HELOCs represent a major opportunity for independent mortgage brokers to boost their business. In episode 25 of Good Better Broker, you'll learn how to sell HELOCs with two brokers who have seen great success with the product. Everything you need to know about HELOCs, coming up on Good Better Broker. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker. Let's bring in John Kresovic. He is the president and CEO of JFQ Lending based in Scottsdale, Arizona. John, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Justin. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Uh, A bit about you and your company. Uh, You guys were founded only in 2017. So five years ago, and this number is just mind-blowing, more than 12 billion funded in those five short years. So, John, congratulations on all the success you guys have experienced. And one of the products, one of the many products uh, that you are very knowledgeable on is the HELOC product. Um, you talked about launching the HELOC in Q1 of this year. You did between 350 and 400 of these loans. So, as we dive in here, John, why do you believe the HELOC is a solid option for borrowers, especially in this market? That's a great question. The, the number one thing right now I think it's important to understand is, you know, we took the approach that refi is basically dead, right? Uh, 80% of refi business has gone away due to higher interest rates over the last six to 12 months. And we realized early on we needed a product to pivot because what we also knew is there's more equity in today's world than there's ever existed in history. So we, we married those two ideas together. We looked at HELOC as an avenue to service clients, whether that was past clients or new clients, to be able to you know, take equity out of the home. And really what was important for us is finding a way to keep our loan officers productive and keep able to provide great service for our clients, even without you know, great phenomenal interest rates like we've been accustomed to the last three to four years. From a consumer perspective, John, uh, you know, and you look at what's happening in the economy right now with inflation and people have a need for, for money uh, for various reasons. Um, and, and you know, looking at that through the lens of, of the HELOC and kind of what's available to you, what are the, the true appeals of this for a, for a consumer, for a borrower out there? Yeah. So our stance, I actually personally believe we're in a recession right now, depending on who you talk to, which economist, they'll say that or say we're trending towards one. That's fine. What you and I both know and all of our listeners is that gas is more expensive, groceries are more expensive, going out to eat is more expensive. Americans are feeling the pinch right now. Um, What I also know is most people that got mortgages the last three years have rock bottom interest rates, right? We're talking clients in the twos on a 30-year fixed loan. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to refi for most clients out of that low-grade interest rate, but they need cash because things are much more expensive. Um, Americans, historically, we like to spend, we like to keep up with the Joneses. And in times of a potential recession or we're in a recession, we've got to be able to provide liquidity to clients. That's where the HELOC comes in. Uh, and that's why we've had so much success on it, because we can provide optionality for cash in somebody's pocket without touching the great rate on their first mortgage. All right. So I want you to walk me through the pitch here, because you have a very strategic way that you uh, approach this with clients. So when you're going to sit down with somebody and talk to them about a HELOC, how are you selling it to them? 
Yeah, so for us, what's really important is to understand first as a borrower, how long are you going to live in this home? Uh, most clients tell us it's my forever home. You know, I'm going to get buried here. Ha ha. Insert regular mortgage joke, right? Uh, but when clients tell us they're going to live in this house forever, what that means to me is I know that you want to marry the house and you want to date the rate, meaning you don't want this rate or this loan I'm going to give you to be forever. This is your today loan, not your forever loan, right? And how we've approached this uh, is really with the two call process where the first call we're digging deep on need for a client. You know, tell me about your income, assets, property, credit. Um, how much in disposable income do you have per month? Tell me about your other bills that aren't on a credit report. You know, what about health insurance, cell phone bills? Do you have 16, 17 year old kids that have additional car insurance for you? And when you really start digging in, what you realize is even though a client might qualify with a 42% DTI for a mortgage, their actual expenses are much higher. And there's a ton of Americans that are actually living close to paycheck to paycheck. We need to give them liquidity options. And so our sale is really set up to dig deep with a client, two call process. If you're going to be in this house forever, I don't want to give you a super high interest rate on your first mortgage. I want to give you a potential short-term HELOC option, which gives you cash in your pocket because right now cash is king. All right. You just said it, John, potential short-term. And that segues nicely into leveraging this product into future business, into more deals. Because as you know, independent mortgage brokers are all about building relationships and having clients for life. So how do you look at a HELOC from that perspective? That's a good. So one thing we, we made the choice early on in our, in our organization is we treat every client like a relationship. I don't think a lot of, of real loan officers in the retail, retail land do that. That is our advantage in, in what we call the broker world, right? This is a relationship-based transaction where we want to be somebody's lender for life. So part of what we do and we offer is we have a loan tracking system, uh, which we pay for, which client costs $0.00. GFQ picks up the cost. We watch their interest rate against the market forever. Do I think higher rates are here forever? Of course not. I think we're in a cycle. Uh, I believe rates are going to be you know, relatively raised for the next 12 to 18 months. And then we're going to see a slow, steady decline. So part of the sale for us is letting a client know, listen, this isn't your forever loan. We're going to watch and track this loan every single day for you free of charge because if and when rates come back down, whether that's in six months or 18 months or 24 months, you know we may have a better option for you to combine this with your first mortgage to put you into a 15-year term reduction because life changes. But watching and tracking somebody's loan is a huge value proposition, which ties into the HELOC because we don't really think clients are going to be in these HELOCs for 15, 20 years. Right? This is a three to five-year loan until the cycle ends. And we're going to look to put somebody back into a fixed product. You know, I know that you got into the business back uh, around 2008, which was certainly a very interesting time uh, in the housing and mortgage industry. And so, so you are keenly aware, John, that HELOCs may still have somewhat of a negative stigma attached to them from things that happened way back then. How do you approach any of those potential situations and questions that you may get uh, on that? If I'm a mortgage broker listening to this, this was actually one of our concerns when we launched the products. I will tell you, you know, we've written four to 500 of these. Actually, at this point, probably six to 700 since the start of this year. I think in, in one hand, I can count the number of times a loan officer has brought that up as an issue. Uh, meaning, while we thought that would be something clients were really concerned about, we haven't run into a lot. Um, that was my big concern launching this was reputational risk. Why is JFQ doing a HELOC product? Uh, what happens if this is like 2008? The real difference and what we're educating clients on is this isn't 2008. Uh, We're not doing pick and pay arm options. We're not doing stated income for the most part, right? We don't have it. It's not something that's prevalent. 
Uh, home values are not declining 20, 30%. So really what a HELOC is, it's unlocking a client's biggest asset. For most Americans, their largest financial asset is their home. And what we've seen over the last three years is homes are appreciating between 10 and 30%, depending on where you live in the country. So Americans have more equity now than they've ever had before. The only time, Mr. Client, you can use the equity in your house is two times. Either A, you sell your house, you get a check from your realtor. But remember on that first phone call, you told me you're not selling this house, you're going to die here. So that's out. Or B, you do a transaction like this with myself, either cash out of the home or home equity line of credit. And we actually can tap into some of your equity to get you the goals and get you the cash you need now to help live life right as it is. So you guys read the tea leaves. You saw what's happening with the refis drying up and you launched this product and you're obviously having tremendous success with it. What should other originators out there, John, know about the process for originating these loans? Because it certainly is not your, your you know, straightforward 30-year conventional fixed rate mortgage. So what should they be looking out for? Yeah, I don't want to say we looked at the tea leaves and we, you know, we had this great arduous plan, right? Um, listen, a lot of things in life are luck. We, we did think there was going to be rates moved up. But back in, in January of this year, even Fannie and Freddie predicted rates, the highest they'd be this year was three and a half. That wasn't a major disruptor. What actually happened is rates moved up and the velocity was so quick and so fast, all of us were caught off guard. So we got a little bit lucky, right? Now, the way that we are looking at how you process a loan and my advice to brokers would be, um, don't overcomplicate it. But I actually think it's a little bit more difficult than a first mortgage because you're putting a loan in a second lien position. So my advice to folks would be to actually sit down and whiteboard out what you want your process to be, right? Because you have additional touch points on a second lien. I've got to order an additional payoff. I may have to do a subordination most of the time. So I'm not paying off the first mortgage. Is my subordination team um, up to par? Do I have my packages set up and ready, right? So really thinking through upfront how you want to attack that process is ultra important. Because when we went into this, we actually thought HELOCs would be wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, in and out, super quick, super easy. Um, and that was one of the shocking things to us was actually it was a little more difficult than a first mortgage, which is okay. It's not rocket science. Landing on the moon is difficult. What we do is not landing on the moon, right? We're just kind of collecting documents and closing a loan. But you definitely want to spend a good amount of time either with your, your partnership or with your operations team, whiteboarding out how you want to attack that subordination process. And then the second big piece of a HELOC that we have found is we're having to grab tax transcripts from clients which is not something we've ever had to do. You've got to call into a hotline. So figuring out and whiteboarding out that process, how you want to integrate that with your loan officers are the two biggest things that will help make this as seamless as possible for all the brokers out there. Great, great stuff. Great advice from John Kresovic, president and CEO of JFQ Lending. John, really appreciate your insights on this topic. Thanks so much for joining us. Are you a retail loan officer or mortgage banker? Looking for a career change that will give you more flexibility, speed, and earning potential? Our team of experts at BeAMortgageBroker.com can help you make the switch to wholesale. Get started today at BeAMortgageBroker.com. All right, welcome back as we bring in Roger Moore. He is the president of Loan Pronto based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Roger, welcome aboard. Hey, Jeff. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me on today. Hey, it's great to have you. A bit about you and Loan Pronto. You started the company back in 2017, and 2021 was quite a year for your company, closing $1.4 billion in volume. But Roger, as you know, for you guys and everybody else, 2022 is a 
a different time in the mortgage industry. And that segues nicely into our topic of HELOCs. So looking at this market, Roger, and you've been in the business for a while, so you've you've seen the ebbs and flows, but why is the HELOC a solid option for borrowers in this current market? For borrowers, it's a solid option because you know a lot of people out there have really, really low interest rates and are not uh, not apt to want to get out of that rate. You know, if you have about two point seven five percent interest rate right now on a thirty year fix, and they just want to access say fifty, eighty, hundred thousand dollars in equity, you know, a first mortgage isn't necessarily the best option. Although I prefer to sell them, you know, a first mortgage. Some people just are not interested in hearing it. So a HELOC could be a great way to access that equity without upsetting that first mortgage and, you know, do home improvements, debt consolidation, things of that nature. So you guys rolled out your HELOC product back in the springtime. So, so give our listeners an idea of, of how, it's, how it's gone, what the response has been like. Yeah, so that's a great question. We, to be clear, I mean, we didn't really go to this year thinking we were going to be in the, the HELOC game. And actually, if you would have talked to me a year ago today and told me that I'd be talking to you today about, you know, having a HELOC product, I would, I would have told you you're crazy. But the reality of the situation is to be a business owner means that you have to be flexible and you have to be able to evolve and have to give your customers what they want. Um, so, you know, as rates things started increasing, you know, earlier this year, we said, we ran out, we had a lot of borrowers that just like, hey, well, we don't want to refinance right now. And we said, there has been opportunity for here for us to serve our clients. So we partnered with four or five different uh, lenders, uh, credit unions, and banks across the nation and rolled out a HELOC program and started marketing that. And it's, it's been received extremely well. We've been doing a lot of them um, and our customers really, really enjoy it. And it's a way for us to stay in front of our customers. Um, I think the, other, the important thing to consider here is, is that you know, there's a lifetime value to every single customer that us mortgage people have. And the second you don't have a product that they need, they're going to find somebody that does. And there's a lot of people that do HELOCs, especially credit unions and banks. And the second that person goes to place else and gets that product, that might be the last time you hear from them. Because they're like, well, if, if Roger and his team can't do this, then can they do anything, you know? And so, you know, is, are the margins lower? Yeah, a lot lower. Um, but are you keeping your client in front of your clients with added value? And answer to that is absolutely. Yeah, I love that point. You know, I know that you view your customers as gold. And, and you know, to your point, if they... If they go somewhere else for for their mortgage needs, then they they might not ever come back. So, uh, great point there. Um, you know, you you mentioned the need to pivot um, for the needs of your of your clients of your consumers, but also Roger as a business owner, like you said, for your company. I, I mean, these are these are you know not the easiest of times uh, for for any owner out there. And, and you you and I were talking previously, and you said this is this is a great way to just um, keep your company going with the kind of momentum that that you need in a market like this. Well, that's, that's a fact. I mean, first of all, you guys have a plan. You know, I think a lot of companies right now that I've been talking to, they just seem to be flailing with really no plan. And so we have a plan. And part of that is we're off of this product. You know, it's like, it's like having a baseball team or you're in a baseball game and you, you have a hit, you, have, you don't have a hit in five or six innings. It's really hard to have any momentum. So we look at these as singles, right? So if you get a bunch of singles, you keep that momentum going, which is extremely, extremely important in times like this. Again, they're not as high of margin, but they do, they do pay money. And, you know, volume breeds volume and momentum breeds momentum. So for us, it's a play to keep, keep things rolling along. And, you know, we have a, 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 an excellent operations staff here and we need to keep them busy. So we pay them full commission, you know, our, our, our processors and that um, full commission on these two. So it's a really good way to keep them active and busy until this, 
the storm kind of subsides, with that, which I, I think at all point will. You know, another key here too is, you know, marketing these is wonderful because one, again, you have a product that other people aren't offering, but two, you know, for every five people that call us to get a HELOC, one or two of those are going to be a first mortgage product. It's going to be somebody with the credit score that's that great, that can't get it, but then once you get them on the phone, um, then, then you can actually, you know, tell them the value of a full refinance. So for us, we've actually seen a big increase of volume just by being able to get someone on the phone that otherwise they had absolutely no interest whatsoever in talking. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear. Um, and I know that earlier you said you know you'd prefer to sell somebody your first mortgage. Um, and like you said, you're not going to be able to sell somebody out of a you know a 15 year mortgage with a with a 1.99 rate. Um, so mm-hmm. if you are selling somebody a HELOC, Roger, what's your pitch? Yeah, I would say that they they are absolutely not interested in any way, shape, or form of of getting into a, a new first mortgage and they're just hell bent on having a HELOC, you know, the, the product kind of sells itself. You know, we say, w- what's your goal? Okay. Hey Roger, we're looking to consolidate a hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt. Well, great. Well, here's your option that you can get a HELOC. The rates probably, you know, prime plus one, you know, prime plus one, a quarter range. You know, that's what about, you know, six, 7%, you know, your payment on that's $500 a month versus, you know, two or $3,000 a month on, on your credit cards. You know, they're both variable rates, right? When the Federal Reserve increases interest rates, the HELOC, you know, the HELOCs go up, well, so do credit card rates. So they're both variable. So which one do you want a variable rate that's fives or sixes? You want a variable rate that's in the you know, high 18, 20, you know, 19, 20 range. So the pitch is pretty easy there. And there's also some flexibility too. You got somebody who, you know, wants to do home improvements. You know, they they want to do it over time. You know, they don't necessarily want to take a dollars to $200,000 cash out of, at, up front. And that gives me ultimate flexibility to, to spend as they need as the project progresses. Now, I mean, there's a third person there that we pitch all the time. That's the person just, just to have money there just in case they need it. You know, these are uncertain times and there's a lot of uncertainty out there because of it. So, you know, we might close a loan for a first mortgage for somebody and then say, hey, you know, when we get done with this first mortgage, maybe we can look at doing, get you a, a, a every line of credit. We don't have to put any money on it. It's just there as a safety net for you and your family in, in case it hits the fan and you access the money pretty quickly. So those are the three people that, that do it. And you got to think, you know, all three of those people, you know, for most companies right now, all three of those people are not getting any help from you at all. And for us, we are going to help every one of those people and they will come back to us eventually um, in time for other products as well. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, I know that you guys are, are all about creating lead flow uh, for years and years to come. So how can you leverage this specific product into more deals down the road? You know, you got to think anybody who does a HELOC today, what's, the, what's that person I talked about earlier that did $100,000 in credit card? What's his first mortgage at 3% today, right? On 30-year fix, right? What's that? I get him a HELOC and it's it's uh, 6 or 7%, right? Well, over time, that HELOC is going to go up probably another 1 one to 1.5%. One Sometime in the near future, the mortgage rates are going to come down again to where it's going to start becoming very, very sensible for these people to start combining that first at three. You got a second now at eight. Then all of a sudden, your blended rates probably four to half or so, and you got a you got a floating rate second mortgage. At some point in time, let's just assume that rates do drop a little bit more in the next twelve to eighteen months. You're going to have a lot of these people that got HELOCs that now are going to want to combine them back into a new first mortgage product together. And they're not going to be as rate sensitive because that second mortgage is going to hang around at a high variable rate that they're not paying down at all either. So 
Um, that's for us. There's, you know, I'd say if we close four HELOCs, I'd say one of those people will close in the next 12 to 18 months into a full refi, if not more. Um, so that's, that's the deal flow that I see coming down the road in the future. And again, just, just staying in front of that person in general means that they're probably going to, you know, that person might sell their house. You know, you know that person might be getting hundred thousand dollars out to uh, fit their house and just to sell it in a year. And so now I got somebody, maybe it's going to be a buyer of a new house in your future as well. Again, it's all about having the value that your customer needs so that they're not going to place else to get the value from somebody who has it that you don't. All right, Roger. So if there is an LO or a mortgage broker out there and they're still feeling like they may be too proud uh, to, to do a HELOC, uh, what's, what's your message for them? What, what should they really be thinking about here in this, in this market we're in? That customer calls me. They're my customer for life. You know, if, if you're not going to give them what they need, I will. Yeah, and and once, once somebody gets in my ecosystem, they're not leaving it. And so you got to look at your customer like $300 is better than, let's say you make $300, that's better than zero. Um, you know, that sometimes you make 500 to 1,000 on these as an LO, that's better than zero. Um, and losing a customer is a big loss. And that's something that most companies can't afford right now. Love the big picture perspective on this from Roger Moore with Lone Pronto out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. I just appreciate it, brother. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.